Welcome to another episode of the Renford Rewatched podcast. And in a slight change to the usual format, I'm joined by Alex, who's here to share his love of the uh, the show. So welcome to the podcast, Alex. Uh, tell me, how did you discover the Renford Rejects? Well, okay, so for me, it was myself and my brother. So I've got an older brother. He's about 18 months older than me. And, you know, growing up as kids in the late 90s, early 2000s, watching pretty much everything on you know, on Nickelodeon, uh, one of those shows, obviously, being Redford Rejects, um, and us being a kind of football crazy family. You know, we've played football since we were you know, very, very young, since we were five or six, and going to we're, we're both West Ham fans. Dad's a West Ham fan, and when a TV show like Redford Rejects comes on, it's based in England. You know, it's to us at that, but at that, at that age, it's the best thing in the world to us. So, uh, yeah, I've been pretty much. Um, a huge, well, huge, huge fan ever since. My brother's kind of, you know, trailed off a little bit, but uh, I've, uh, I've kept, I've kept it going for both of us. I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it hasn't been easy being a fan of the Renford Rejects, certainly over the last, say, fifteen years, because they used to repeat it on Nickelodeon, but after that, it, it just disappeared, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, completely, and. It, that 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 is a little bit frustrating, and you can't you know you can't buy a DVD of it anywhere, you know, any, anywhere you try and watch it online, it's it's very difficult. But then I discovered it was actually on YouTube. Luckily enough, some I don't know who it was, some some nice person. If they ever listen to this, you know, thank you, because <laughs> I I pretty much watch it from start to finish. Um, I probably do it twice a year, I'd say two or three times a year, just binge it from from start to finish on YouTube. Uh, hopefully one day they bring a DVD out. It'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a lot easier. Although these days it's kind of you know streaming services. But I'm a I, I'm a DVD guy, <laughs> so it'd be nice to have a physical copy of it of it one day. It would, um, but we'll keep an eye on Paramount Plus. Uh, that's probably the place it's yeah. going to be. Uh, the people that own Nickelodeon these days. Um, so in your watch through of the series, are there any episodes that stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier. There's uh, there's there's quite a few episodes that uh, that we, then myself and my brother used to kind of watch on on repeat as much as possible. And I think the one that we watched the most was probably the 1966 World Cup winning team um, episode. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. The actual episode, I think it's called "They They Thought It Was All Over." I think yeah. it was the name of the episode. Um, because you know, my with my dad there as well, we didn't really know as kids who these people were. Um, and having Martin Peters there and Jeff Hurst, my, my my dad, I remember him telling us, you know, who these who these people were and how uh, and how much of a well, an, an honour it was to actually have them on on the show. Uh, and then, luckily enough, I actually met Jeff Hurst when I was uh, probably a couple of years after that. Uh, episode aired which was uh which was nice i still got the picture somewhere in my uh in my loft since moving house obviously it's all packed up but um but yeah that was probably my favorite episode my most watched episode i would say the other kind of episodes that stick out to me were the um the pig's bladder episode the the, the roman the roman one there's a there's a there's a funny quote with the offside rule where stoker came up with the offside rule and then Eddie's response um, during that episode is probably one of mine and my brother's biggest 
biggest quoted uh, things from the show, just because we always find it pretty hilarious, really. Um, the go-kart episode, um, that was a really fun one. Um, also, the last episode, I think it was in the show, with um, Sergio, the professional footballer that Eddie accidentally picked up <laughs> from the airport. Um, <laughs> obviously, played for the rejects. He's supposed to go to West Ham. And West Ham being, um, obviously, our our team, obviously, you know, still is, um, they were featured a few times in the show, and and that was always that, that was always really nice and uh, exciting for us to uh, to see Harry Redknapp and Shaka Hislop was in there. Uh, there was a few other players kind of in the background. I remember the training ground as well with that episode of Bruno where he went to to go and train there. So every time West Ham were in the show, it was always a big thing, a big thing for us as well. So yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, to be fair, I think it's one of those shows that I actually really enjoy every single episode i don't think there's an episode that i didn't enjoy and as i say i watch them on repeat you know as for probably a few times a few times a year i know the feeling with that one um it's definitely one of those i think you see something different every time and i i think the the beauty of the show wasn't just it was about football it also had other elements in it yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you had, um, I mean, you, you, I remember the first episode as well, because obviously you had, a, I, I feel like it was a bit of head of, ahead of its time uh, as well, where with, a, you know, with Robin, because um, back then having a, like a, the idea of a girl on the team and even, it's, I feel like it's only kind of in recent years, that kind of stigma is, uh, is, is changing, but Obviously, that being in the late nineties, things like that, you know. Um, and I did actually rewatch one of the episodes um, the other day with uh, I think it was the last episode where Eddie met Harry Redknapp, and uh, he was talking about the four four two formation and how that's got to go. And it's funny because nowadays, you know, I don't think many football football teams actually use that formation anymore. <laughs> so I think it was ahead of its time in a, in a lot of ways, and. Um, you know, Eddie being obsessed with Elvis Presley as a kid, you know, as an adult, now I understand it and get it. And I pick up every time I watch, I pick up on more and more things. I didn't understand as a kid why the, why the, you know, his cafe was called Graceland. I didn't really understand how, you know, even his accent in the show, you know, he, he does talk a lot like, uh, like Elvis. I didn't really pick up on that as a kid, but as you get older, obviously you pick up on all of these kind of more, uh, or, or, or in, it, hidden kind of uh, jokes and, and things as well. So it's very uh, very interesting the more you watch it, I think. <laughs> yeah, lots of things in there, more more than the football, but certainly mm. the time that it aired, yeah, football was massive because it aired the same year as obviously the 98 World Cup. Do you have any memories of that? The 98 World Cup was my first World Cup that I remember don't remember it in full detail, but I do remember certain kind of bits of it. So I remember because um, my like I think because my dad still lives in the house actually that that that, uh, that, that was the, that we lived in during the '98 World Cup, and we had a TV on in the uh, the lounge, TV on in the kitchen. I remember while I was watching the game. I think I think my mum must have been cooking dinner at the time during an England game because I was in there watching watching the game in there, and then my brother was in the uh, in the lounge watching the game in there, and when England scored. I, I do remember us running, coming. So he was running out the lounge, and I was run, running out the kitchen, and we kind of bumped straight into each other. Um, so that's a, that's probably the earliest kind of football memory that I uh, that I have. And then obviously with the show at that age as well, it's uh, it yeah, just made it even that more special. Probably did have a big uh, big hand in uh, in 
you know, the love of football just in general for my, for myself. Yeah. Did, did you ever play football yourself? I did. I played football. I mean, I was probably six, five or six when I started playing. I think my, you know, my parents tried to get me into it as, as early as possible. Um, and I played, I mean, just Sunday league stuff and they're not going to, do a Jason Summerby and pretend I was a, <laughs> a midfield general. <laughs> but um, I used to, yeah, I used to play Sunday league football you know, up until I was you know, probably 18, 19. I mean, I'm 30 now, so it seems a long time ago. Um, but I've had a few injuries. I've, I've ruptured my ACL twice. I've ruptured my PCL once. And I, so I've had quite a lot of knee surgeries now and uh, I've kind of had to give up with it. But um, up until... You know, only a few years ago, I was kind of still doing like six aside stuff. Um, yeah, so I, I, I would love to still play. Um, and I still go to West Ham. I was in Prague to watch us uh, recently win the Conference League. But yeah, in terms of playing, I think I've kind of had to just give up with it at this point in my life, unfortunately. Which um, member of the Rejects team do you think would have been fun to play with? Oh, to play with? Yeah. I mean, I was a centre-back. So <laughs> I would put, I would have probably liked to play with Terry Stoker because mm-hmm. I, I you know I like the to go in and uh, in the crunching tackles with people and I was always quite I was always quite big so um, yeah I wasn't one of these flair players I was definitely a like a centre mid or a centre back a defensive player so I think Terry would have been the uh, <laughs> my ideal choice as teammate to be honest that's a that's a good shout. Yeah, that's a good shout because one great thing about that, when it came to football, it kind of showed two sides of the argument. Mm. You know, um, in the 90s, there was sort of this skillful contingent. And then they were sort of fighting, certainly with the beginning of like the Premier League and stuff. It's like that traditional football stuff. I mean, this kind of has it all. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I also remember the episode with um, is Martin Keown and Zola. Gian Franco Zola. Kind of, yeah, and they kind of reversed roles, didn't they? So when they were playing five, <laughs> doing the five side, Zola was the was the hard nut, and then Keown was the one trying all the all the tricks and stuff as well. I do remember that. It's very funny. <laughs> yes, um, the the scene at the end where Stoker told, tells Keown that he's gone soft. Oh yeah, and then immediately away, yeah. backs away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the the confusing thing is, I, I was thinking about this recently. Robin Walker, who is something of a you know a huge figure in this show, because like you say, it was ahead of time. But she was only in one series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's weird. It is weird to think that because she's such a big part of the show. And, you know, it'd been in such a few amount of episodes. And I guess with, I mean, with Ronnie as well, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't in a, I think he came back a couple of times once with that, uh, when they were trying to save the, uh, save the pitch um, mm-hmm. episode. So I know that like, he wasn't in many as well, really after season one um, or season two, but he's still, I think it's just that, that core kind of group of people in that first, and that first series, especially is are the ones that are always going to you know stick out to me. And I'll, I'll remember. I mean, obviously I remember all of them, but those, yeah, the original, the original group were uh, definitely, definitely the ones. <laughs> Do you think Stuart got better as a character? Cause I'm watching through the first series again for this podcast yeah. and Stuart is a cardboard cutout. 
Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, he's, yeah, he is very interesting. So the best thing I liked about Stuart was when he actually started playing again for the for the rejects. I remember for me and myself, and I could speak for my brother as well. That was always uh, that was always a uh, exciting for us to see. And that one episode where Vinny as well played, mm-hmm. um, I think he only played one, literally one game. I think it was, but and I did hear it on a podcast as well. He was the only one of the guys that actually. I think he was actually off, off off screen. He was probably the best footballer out of everyone, um, from what I understand. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Stuart Stuart is hilarious. I mean, after as watching it more and more as you grow up as well, um, you know how he acts like such a professional manager, like giving uh, giving speeches and press conferences and and things for a, for a five side of Sunday league team, uh, five side <laughs> team. You uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't really pick up on that as as a kid, but again, like I say, the boy. Watch it when you're an adult. The the, the funnier these things are can can be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because watching as an adult, when all the crazy stuff's going on around him, Stuart is the only one going, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the only kind of yeah. Like when I think when they um, what's the episode where they uh, they all kind of take to the stardom a little bit too much don't they mm-hmm. and uh, they don't really end up caring about the football and he's the only one that's kind of keeping a cool and level head even with the um <laughs> the go-kart episode <laughs> i think he's one who's keeping calm going very slow slow and steady around the track then he ends up with the only one who's actually uh doesn't get kicked off <laughs> well yeah to the point where priscilla uh, oh yeah, takes yeah over. where she ends up going yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like the commitment to to want to try and finish that race because they've all kind of crashed out. It's interesting that there wasn't a rule there that they could just carry on, that actually once they've crashed out, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, I think, I mean, I've been go, go, go-karting quite a few times and I've had a, like, you know, my fair share of, uh, of crashes into the wall. And uh, yeah, you, most of the time you just get pushed off. I think if you do it multiple times, then yes. But uh, you think, you know, in the late 90s compared to now, health and safety wouldn't be as a bigger thing back then <laughs> but apparently it was it was even bigger than it is now well certainly when it came to that it would depend <laughs> i guess on the uh the the facility that they were using perhaps they had a, di- a different oh maybe yeah, different yeah. thing going on there <laughs> um this show i think continues to surprise me every every time i watch it especially when it comes to the guests that you have on it i mean apart from the 66 world cup team was there anybody as a kid that you saw that you went who on earth are they and then obviously as an adult you're like well of course (laughs) they are for me it was alexi sale (laughs) yes oh my goodness yes i think and as well for me i think james corden now um he looked back and see him as one of the bullies i mean obviously he wasn't famous at the time but um but looking back on it it's quite funny to see him in older episodes for me, though, I think, I mean, the biggest ones for me as, as a kid, and even to be fair, even now, there was an adult, you know, seeing West Ham, uh, West Ham training ground, West Ham manager, West Ham players was, uh, you know, that's always, always the standout ones for for me. They And they did have a, what was the girl band, the girl group, the girl band they had there? Solid Harmony. That was it, yeah. Because I, I, I didn't really know. I, as when I was younger, I assumed they were famous, and even as an adult, I didn't even really know who they were. So I did have to have a bit of a, a bit of a Google to check, and then I realised that yeah, apparently they were, uh, they were quite a quite a big band back in the back in the day. <laughs> 
Yes, I, I interviewed one of the band members about 10 years ago and I asked them about uh, the, the Renford Rejects and they were like, yeah, that, that was a... I, I haven't heard it for a long time, but I'm sure they said something along the lines of, that was a good PR exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, for, for a thing that was just on Sky... You know, because I, I think that's what makes it almost so niche is that it was on Channel 4 for a while, but it was mainly on Sky and not everybody had it. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. I, think, I, I mean, I don't really think about stuff like that when I was, you know, when I was younger, what, you know, what channels things were on and all, you know, all of that. I just, yeah, I luckily, I was lucky enough to have Nickelodeon um, back then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, any time it was on, I'd always watch it. And then, yeah, like you say, they, they did have it on repeat up until a few years ago when they obviously canned it off um and i just yeah i don't think it gets the appreciation or, or love it deserves the show in my opinion i mean i see i do see people on twitter and social media kind of mention it here and there but i think it should be a, a much bigger part of a kind of pop culture than it than it currently is the links that they go to in the series to do things you know the fact there's a goat go-karting episode the fact that they went abroad and did episodes about the romans and you know yeah. all these kind of big things <laughs> the fact that they got some of the best footballers of the last 60 years on screen along with some of the best comedians i mean tony slattery was in an episode you know, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, amount yeah. of names and ideas that are in this thing, it is such a surprise yeah. that it was just hidden away on this channel. I mean, the fact that it was repeated for so long is testament to how good it was because it meant it stood up, even though sometimes when you watch it, it's a bit of a time bubble, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It really is. And yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's exactly kind of why I watch it. I just, I think everything was kind of better back then. Um, everything you know, there, there wasn't a lot of all, all this conflict and kind of uh, issues, you know, a lot of these issues, you know, social issues and things going on in the world. You could just you, know, you could just watch this show and and other shows and just for, kind of forget everything. And, uh, and it's nice to uh, to watch it and put it on, and it just takes me back, takes me back to the uh, to the to the better times, which might sound a little bit you know, cliche, but. It, uh, but but it does. It's it's a it's a very very special show. There's not you know not, there's a lot of shows that I like. It's a lot of shows that I that I, that I could rewatch. But you know, Brentford Rejects is definitely um it's definitely one of the, well probably probably in my top three I would say of all time, if not the top one. It's probably the one I've watched the most. I'll say that. <laughs> what are your other two? <laughs> um, I mean, the, so this is but not not the same kind of show, but supernatural <laughs> that's a good show for me i enjoy that um and i would probably say i mean i know the last series was very bad but game of thrones was a was a big one for me um but yeah i mean reference rejects is one i mean if you if you're just talking in terms of kind of nickelodeon uh series then that's definitely number one for me um the other probably my other two favorites would be uh keenan and kel and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, they're the ones that I'd watch kind of on repeat, and I probably have watched them a few times, actually. I recently finished Keenan and Kel uh, again. Like you say, that's on Paramount, isn't it, luckily? Um, yeah. So hopefully one day they can <laughs> they can get Remembered Rejects on there as well. I mean, the music licensing would be a nightmare, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Because the, the music, well, I say that, they use the same music... Pretty much every couple of episodes, you hear yeah. the same songs or the same thing. And I think that's why sometimes when I see an episode and I think, 
I don't remember this one. And I think it's because, you know, they use the same music, so you don't sort of sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. get a, a sense of of place. I mean, some of the music was random. Some of it was in the 90s. Some of it was like mid-70s stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 obviously with the theme tune as well. Um, I've seen I've seen some podcasts uh, asking kind of how that theme Australia the theme tune even came about. And from what I can understand, what I understand and what I've hear, heard, no one really knows how or why that even came about. <laughs> so it just seems to be a complete random kind of mishmash of music. But you know, for whatever reasons, it you know, it works. <laughs> well, I guess it's one of those songs that was current at that moment in time that mm. didn't have many lyrics in yeah, its yeah. main you know in its main chorus or whatever i mean you actually hear the full song and i'm shocked that there's more lyrics than just ah yeah, australia yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it, it's it's you know it's, it's become since i've actually listened to the full song it's become one of my favorite songs it's probably my most played on my spotify at the moment <laughs> um especially when i'm walking to work you know needing to uh kind of motivate myself and pump myself up a little bit before going to work so it's a nice little song to uh to walk over to are there any particular moments and i know i get these sometimes where you watch it and you go that went over my head completely or on the other hand you couldn't get away with that these days <laughs> um i mean there's a lot of jokes about girls not being able to play football um you know, Jason mentions it with uh, when Robin, when they mentioned about Robin joining the team. Obviously, I feel like people would go a bit crazy nowadays. And obviously, Terry and Basil, you know, they have a lot of, you know, a lot of issues with uh, with girls joining teams. Um, I think that would be the biggest thing um, to these days. But I don't know. I, I I I think you can actually get away with anything. Personally, I, mean, I think if you look at South Park and what they do. All you have to have is an attitude of just just don't just don't care attitude. Um, but I do think that they would probably shy away. If they, I mean, part of me wouldn't want the show to be remade because they would probably have to, you know, they have to kind of think about, oh, can we do this? Can we do that? When I, and back then, you probably didn't have to. And I think that you know that made the show kind of you know, even even better. I don't really agree with shows these days having to think about what you know worrying about what certain jokes and things they put in because at the end of the day right it's all just good fun and light-hearted and anyway and, and that you know and, and those things it's not in the show because they believe it you know they obviously proved it all wrong for example you know putting robin she's probably the best player on on the team <laughs> when she uh when she joined and obviously you know she ended up joining chelsea didn't she in the in the show so it's like they kind of put something in there but then they put those jokes in there, but then just kind of prove that, yeah, well, these, it's just a, it's just not true, right? These people with these views, it's not, it's not right. So if, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, yeah, a few things like that they probably wouldn't do these days, but uh, well, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see if, if they, uh, if they ever bring it back, um, I'd like to keep it as original as possible, but well, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, it it would be it would be different, mm. but um, at least you'd still have those original episodes, and that's the thing when they remake these things. It's not like they destroy the original series. Yeah, uh, and you know that was a specific moment in time 
where it seemed, I mean, I wasn't really a football fan and I loved the mm. show, but the world seemed to be really into football at that point. So it really matched um, the times, you know, and, and what it referenced and the different people that you find in you know, these situations, as I've spoken about with guests previously. We'll wrap this up, but um, this this is such a hard question. If you met someone who'd never heard of The Rejects before, had no idea what any of it was, but maybe, you know, maybe was interested in finding out what's the one episode that you'd show them? Oh, that's a very, very difficult one to answer. I mean, I would say the 1966 because that's just because that's my favorite episode um and it also gives you a the kind of idea of i mean assuming people would know who they were as well i think you know getting a getting an idea of of how important these people are to to football and getting them into the show is obviously such a huge thing so i would say that episode or also the one of another favorite episode of mine is the one where they go to loftus road and Jason gets on the pitch. I think that gives a quite a good uh, insight to uh, to to the to the team as well. And you know, Jason, uh, uh, I can't. What's the word? I can't say the you know ball BS. I'll say BS. You know, the, the BS that he comes out with a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of in full swing in that episode as well. So I would uh, I'll say one of those two episodes. Excellent. Well. Um, please do come back and uh, thanks Alex for appearing on the podcast today thank you very much and no, I'll definitely I'll keep an eye out and yeah happy to happy to join anytime always always happy to talk Renford rejects